Until I see you around Until we clear the accounts Leave it there Leave it to us We are the challengers of the unknown Good morning and welcome to episode 373 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller and Ben Lindbergh is also here. And uh, also, also here uh, is our good friend Dan Brooks. Um, you know Dan Brooks as the developer of brooksbaseball.net. Uh, you know, if not the best site for baseball information on the internet, certainly the second best site. Um and, uh, you know, out of respect for my company, I won't even name the, I'll just, I'll let you guess who I mean for the first one. Um, but, uh, Dan also, uh, wrote a wonderful essay in the BP annual this year, which we're not here to talk about, but I'm noting it. It's wonderful. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And, um, we're here cause he brought a topic. That's mainly why we're here. So Dan, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Good. <laughs> okay. And, and and basically, I realized that I am on this podcast for one reason and one reason only, which is to uh, to provide you all with a topic uh, because yes. you are now sick of picking them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, you actually um, you um, you inspire a lot of the things we talk about, um, sort of behind the scenes, because you are often asking us provocative questions. And forcing us to think them through, and so I, I, I actually figured that um, you might just give me a topic, uh, you might just tell me one if I asked you, and then I thought, no, we can go further, and and particularly I, I wanted you to come on so that you could plug Saber Seminar, um, so we'll do that either now or later or all, whatever. This is all just a, a like like soon I'm going to be providing you the topics and then I'm going to be on the show and then soon you're going to be off the show and it's all just an exit strategy for you basically. Yeah, well, this is this is I I hey look I appreciate that this this chair I sit in, uh, no man can sit in it forever. If if the powers that be decide that I've got to stop sitting in it, like like Jay Leno, I will go out with class. <laughs> Jay Leno went out with the least class possible. He's been kicked out and re-kicked out like seven times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will go out with much more class than that. You will not hear a single okay. word from me in protest. Um, so what do you want to talk about? All right. So uh, so I'd like to talk about something that I actually uh, wrote with Russell. I don't know exactly when it's going to run on BP, but it's about uh, it's about challenges and the replay review system. So, um, so, so here's a simple question, right? So imagine you are a manager and, uh, and you know the rules of the new challenge system in MLB, which are essentially that up until the seventh inning, managers get a challenge, a red flag, a pink flag. I don't know exactly what color it's going to be. They get to throw this flag to initiate a replay review of any play basically they want. And, you know, there are a series of, of, um, restrictions, you know, they, they can't do certain things, they can't argue balls and strikes. Um, but, you, actually, you know, most things Is there are actually a flag? Are we just calling it a flag, or is there actually a flag? 
I have no idea. I mean, there's an actual flag in football. In football, there's a flag. Right. Okay. There's no actual baseball flag. It's a metaphorical, figurative flag. I feel like they're going to get a flag. You don't think they're going to get a flag? Uh, I hope they they have their own thing. I hope it's, uh, I don't know, a, a rosin bag or something that they throw. Or Wait. Why do they need something? Yeah. Well, they, they have to relay the, the challenge to the umpires somehow. Presumably they could just come out of the dugout or say something. Well, you know, they need indisputable visual evidence of the fact that they are challenging the play. Hmm. Which is the flag being thrown onto the field. Uh, I don't know. We no, have, I know. I should just, you um, know what? Okay, what they should throw, they should throw the water cooler out onto the field. Like, they should dump the water cooler out, like, in protest, and then they should take a base. That should be the sign that they've... That they've protested. They've thrown a water cooler out and then stolen a, a, a base and taken it with them. Every think, every single time. I think they should just throw their smallest player out onto the field, whoever that is. Altuve would be constantly at the ready. So, <laughs> right. so yeah, so and this the was Tigers not my never topic, have a but... challenge. <laughs> uh, this yeah. was not my topic, but this would be a fantastic topic. You know, what should managers throw onto the field? Yeah. Request a challenge. Uh, we'll come so up with something. You want to just do this one? <laughs> we'll think about it. Or people can email us if they have a good flag alternative. Okay. So anyway, so so there's something that they throw on the field, and uh, or or not, maybe metaphorically throw on the field, and um, and so the question is, is where would you set your threshold for wanting to challenge a play? Right. So there are different possibilities. You know, like. Maybe you don't want to challenge plays until somebody hits a two-run home run and, you know, there, there's, a, there's a screwy call made on the field and you want to save your challenge for something like that. Because those, those are the calls that we tend to remember. Um, but, you know, there are also other possibilities, like maybe you want to challenge any play even if it's sort of close and you think maybe you have any chance. And so that's the question, right, is where would you set your threshold? And we should, I guess, remind people how many what the what the current challenge system is. So, what was it as finalized uh, in the latest press release? Was it just one one challenge, unless it's upheld, in which case you get another one for the first six innings? Is it, and then after the sixth, it's just umpire's discretion? Yeah, I mean, so like there is something in the rules, which is sort of weird, that says something about managers being able to challenge after the sixth inning, but umpires can initiate a challenge after the sixth inning, and so, I mean, we just assume that from the seventh inning on, it's going to be handled by the people on the field, and if you throw your whatever, your smallest player on the field or whatever, they're just going to kick him back in the dugout and be like, look, this is our job now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But do you think that the default, I mean, in the uh, the way the NFL has it, essentially, is that on the plays that matter most, you know, scoring plays late in the game or, or I, I don't actually know the answer to this, but I know that like there is some threshold where the play is considered important enough that the, that it's just an automatic review, like in the last two minutes or something like that. It's just automatic. So yeah. do you think that that seventh inning on when it's essentially umpire's discretion, does the default be to just review everything or does the default be that this is when Joe West gets his revenge? You know, it's probably going to be, it's it's probably going to be um, pretty well handled. I mean, it's a good question, but 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 you know, hopefully there are there are, 
they're good enough that when something comes up in the seventh inning or the eighth inning or the ninth inning, they're not just like, you know, a few guys, and they actually try to do their jobs the best as possible. And I think that's sort of what umpires want to do, is they want to do their jobs as best as possible. And if there's some technological tool they can use in the ninth inning to make sure they got a call right, I don't think they're going to hesitate to do that. Mm-hmm. I hope. All right. So is the question is the question been asked? Is the question on the floor? Yeah, the question's on the floor. The question is, yeah. where do you put the pressure? Where's your so threshold? like how yeah. often do you throw the challenge flag? So there you go. So that's what? the question. You're a manager. The question is, how often do you throw the challenge flag? And can an umpire can an umpire use his discretion in the first six innings too, if the manager is out of uh, flags or water coolers? It, can they uh, can they still instigate a review if the, the call is in question, or are are, are uh, non flagged reviews completely uh, prohibited? We don't know this. I'm throwing it out there for you both to go. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume actually that that no, the umpire can't get a call reviewed. All right. Uh, well, that's how it is in football. Once once you're out, you're out. You know, like, so I, I, I imagine that that they're not going to be like, well, you have challenges, but you have sort of other challenges if you go out and argue with the umpires enough. That would be lame, right? All right. So let's first, before we talk about the winning the game element of this, let's let's acknowledge, I mean, the managers are, are human beings who want to be loved and uh, want to look good at the end of this. And so there is some element of, uh, what is more likely to get them ripped that might come into play. And so the question is, is it worse for a manager to have a call go against him because he didn't throw a flag that he could have? Or is it worse for it to go against him because he wasted his flag early and no longer has it uh, to throw? And I feel like, to me, uh, there's something... Uh, about being kind of having uh, having expended your resources, having gone broke, having squandered your fortune, I guess, so to speak. There's something uh, like it's the opposite of the American rags to riches story where you, you go from having a resource to being broke that nobody respects. And I, so I feel like wasting your flag early is potentially worse for the manager, um, you know, for the manager's rep. And, 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 and in addition to that, uh, if you're debating whether to flow, throw a flag early in the game, you you're you know you're li- you you know that you're not going to have like a, a completely egregious call where um, you know it's like the the one the, you know the 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 one percent of call of, of 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 decisions that are most obvious and most detrimental to you if you don't get it right. Whereas if you've thrown your flag, you don't know what could happen in the final four innings. Um, and you might get that call. You might get the grand slam that would certainly be overturned and that would just completely kill you. So the potential stakes of not having a flag when you need it are much greater uh, than the potential stakes of not throwing it on a borderline call. So I would guess that, that just from that perspective, the manager's incentives skew toward holding on to, to the flag, to hoarding flags. If they could, they, they might even hoard them until the end of the series if, if they can swing that just just at the end of the year they've just got like like 200 flags and they're just throwing them all oh yeah no no, no. I, I totally agree with you I, I think so so 
that's one aspect of it, right? I think that that if if they could, managers would hold on to these flags because you're going to get toasted in the media if you you know if there's some like critical play that goes against you and you've screwed up by using your flag on some like out safe at first base call in the second inning, you know, whatever. And in the bottom of the sixth, there's like a grand slam that could be overturned. You know, you, you're not going to hear the end of this for for the rest of the year. Home, so, home runs, I think, as I recall reading, are not subject to challenge. Uh, home run, home run replays are will work under the same system that they have worked under to this point. So a uh, a manager can request that an umpire review a home run call, but it's up to the the crew chief. To make that decision, you can't you can't use an official challenge on a home run, as I understand it. But and, um, and they and they traditionally over the last couple of years since they've been doing replays on home runs, it has always been essentially that when the manager asks, they do it. They, yes. There's not a lot of fighting, and yeah. so the umpires have been very good about you know just saying, well, you know, there's no harm in this. So we might hope we might be optimistic that the man the umpires will use every opportunity they can. To uh, you know, to have as many replays as possible. Mm-hmm. Once it's once all right, it's so so we can throw out the home run then. So like you know, uh, it's the bottom of the sixth inning. Bases are loaded. Miguel Cabrera is up at bat. He hits this like scalded line drive to left center field. Mike Trout goes back on the warning track, slides, and makes what appears to be a great catch. But on the TV, it's clear that he traps the ball. No, I, I'm I sorry, Dan. Exactly that's that's that Dan. I have to interrupt you. No, he did make the catch. It's it's Mike Trout. He did make the catch. <laughs> okay. You've made a mistake, Here. Dan. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry. We can take whatever, you know, um, uh, Johnny Gomes bumbles around in left field for a while. And then he did not make the, to make the catch. No, <laughs> you know, in fact, in, in that, Here's in a that less case, black and white in, example. Here. In, the, in, that case, in that case, it's actually the replay is a gif. <laughs> All right, look, so the point is, is that we can come up with some great you know, run scoring play where it's critical that the manager has a challenge flag. And if he doesn't have one, he's going to get roasted in the media. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yeah. but okay. So, so, so never mind that part. Okay. So, so you've got that part. So never mind that part. Assume that umpires were, or, or managers were uh, not real people and that there was no sports radio and, um, you know, Skip Bayless or whatever had suddenly, uh, gone off the airwaves, um, you know. So, so then, what would you do? Um, I, I feel like I haven't heard enough from Ben, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking in a second. But uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, just go ahead, Ben. Go well, ahead, I've yeah. I've already read Dan's and Russell's article, uh, so my my opinion is is very much colored by their analysis in that article. Um, so I'm not sure what I would have said before before reading that but uh do you want to do you want to run through the the analysis that you did or summarize what you and russell concluded because i would probably just be parroting that at this point is there is there um can can you give like a multiple choice quiz to me and see if i get it right because like it's this is a very complicated question i mean how you're basically asking how certain do i need to be that the call is going to be overturned and how? What does the kind of win expectancy have to be 
for me to 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 want to use it. So basically, like if it were a if it were like a, a 0.3 win expectancy shift, and I were 80% certain that the call was right, then the throwing of the flag would be you know a 0.06 win expectancy. So that's pretty big. Like I mean, like that in that case, that would be like about you know like half of a first inning solo home run is the equivalent of that. Um, yeah, first inning double basically. And so, is that what you're asking me? What what uh, you know what kind of prorated winning uh, win percentage uh, shift do I need to have before I throw the flag? Yeah, there's two there's two variables. Four. There's two variables here. You're asking me right. And so it's hard to give an answer that addresses both. Yeah. So so let's talk about runs and not win expectancy because we're really dealing with like the first six innings. You know what I mean? So there's not huge shifts either way. I feel like if, if we talk about runs versus win expectancy, um, so whatever we can talk about either. But but so the the question is, you know, on some you know marginal call, let's say uh, safe versus out at second base on a steal. You know, would you uh, say the top of the third inning there's no out? I don't know what the the probabilities are exactly, but you know, let, let's say, would you want to be more than fifty percent right? That you know, would you want would um, you want to be more than fifty percent sure? So, uh, uh, base runner, uh, top of the third, runner on first, nobody out, attempts a steal, uh, and uh, it's fifty fifty that I get my call. Um, yeah. Would you want to be more or less sure? I would, uh, ignoring for a minute that the count on the batter might might be relevant as well. I would say that I would I would throw the the flag on that one. That that seems like a pretty big shift to me. Okay, so would you want to be more or less certain than forty percent? Uh, I would I would do it. At, I would I would throw the flag at forty percent that I'm right. Thirty percent. Well, see now your tone and your voice just changed. <laughs> No, no, no! I was just asking. Like, like, you know, where, where is the line? You keep confirming, you know, some random percent. So, what would the line be? I think forty percent is about my line. Around forty percent, I start to feel less comfortable if if I'm two thirds sure that the call actually did go against me. So, so here's the problem. So, so we have we have the math in the article, and I mean, I could run through it, but. Uh, Nobody can actually keep track of numbers uh, when listening to podcasts in a car. Um, you know, so, so the moral of the story is is that is that basically challengeable plays are so infrequent. Yeah. ESPN, right? So, I, so you I, don't immedi- actually... I immediately regretted. I immediately regretted my decision. Yeah. yeah. So, so summarize that what that ESPN study found, if you can, or give the general idea. It's basically that challengeable. Plays are infrequent, and of those challengeable plays, the umpire gets it right a fair portion of the time. And even further subsetting the problem is the fact that, uh, say, on some random half of calls, it's either going to go in your favor or against you, right? So you wouldn't want to throw the challenge flag if it helped the other team. You know what I mean? So it becomes this sort of like ever-shrinking probability problem where the base rates on having a useful play to challenge have gotten so small that basically if it's in front of you, that's sort of all the important parts are, is there a play that I could challenge that I could maybe win? 
And at that point, you might as well throw the flag, right? Because the chance that all of those things will line up again are actually pretty small. And so the problem is, is that the rule as it's sort of currently conceived, especially because there's no cost to making frivolous challenges, uh, basically forces managers into this position where they have to make, I mean, if, if they want to be doing the right thing in terms of gaining runs for their team, they have to make frivolous challenges all the time, right? You should, you know, it, it's like uh, you should be about 20% certain on the first play you see, you should just throw the flag, right? Because it's, it's yeah. just unlikely that that situation is going to occur again. So the, the numbers from that outside the lines thing were 1.35 calls during the average game that they found were close enough to justify using replay. And since we're only talking about the first six innings, uh, it's like two thirds of that 1.35, which is 0.9. And then, as you mentioned, you would only challenge when the call goes against you, which over the long run should be half of the time. So you're talking about 0.45 play is less than half a play uh, on average that would be replay eligible that would possibly be overturned in six innings. And most of those wouldn't be overturned is right. what I, I think I heard Dan say. But on the other hand, uh, a half a play per game is more than I thought. I mean, it's it puts in perspective the original rules, which were, what, two in the first six innings and one in the last three, right? So yeah. That's, yeah. that's a crazy amount. But uh, a half a play a game is not nothing you can you could you know you could conceivably feel like you are using your flags uh that you are making use of them without throwing frivolous flags over the course of a season um is there any way that a flag do you uh, dan i know that at one point uh we talked about whether uh we would start seeing like flag shenanigans like uh what what yeah. Like I forget what it was. I remember giving I remember guys the, more time to warm up. That's yeah, giving guys more time to warm up. Exactly. So, but I can't really think of any significant ways that we'll see flag shenanigans. I, I think you might see uh, the thing that you might see is the race to get the next play in before the manager has a chance to throw a flag on the opposing team. So you might like if you if a guy hits a uh, you know, if, if if a guy hits a ball and it's caught, and you're worried that it's going to get challenged, then you and there's a runner on first already, then you might conceivably have the pitcher just run to the to the mound and then like throw the ball away <laughs> to you know to get to get a play in the books, something like that. But uh, as far as actually throwing flags frivolously to try to get some a, uh, advantage, it's hard to see it. So they 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 should at least be on topic, probably. Well, the, uh, the the race to get the challenge flag out would be actually more interesting, I feel like, with the water cooler, you know? Yeah. You have, like, like somebody, John Farrell, like, running down the dugout, grabbing the water cooler, throwing it out there. Would, would he have gotten back there in time? No, but but the point is, is, is so, so yeah, so I, I don't think we're going to see that. I don't see, think we're going to see any flag throwing shenanigans. But you do have this weird situation where, and I think this is sort of the point you were making in the in the first part, where it's like, you know, okay, so um, the media is going to hate you if you do this, right? So if you're always challenging the first play that's 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 possible to challenge, the media is going to hate you because over the course of the season, you're probably going to miss one or two big plays, even though you're going to have gained your team a lot of runs. 
by, you know, putting extra guys on second base or putting extra guys on first base or whatever, right? Um, you know, the umpire also just going to be just going to be wasting people's time, <laughs> or that would be the perception uh, that you are yeah. making the games longer and slower and more boring. Well, and the other right. thing I, you you've instructed us to ignore that, that these are people and that they exist in a Skip Bayless world, but I mean, all the evidence you need to see. Uh, or all the evidence you need to anticipate that managers are going to be too stingy with their flags and hold on to them too much, uh, at least in this rationalist perspective that you're offering, is the way that they treat their backup catchers, right? I mean, one in 500 games, maybe you might uh, have your, you know, your catcher leave a game and, for injury in like the ninth inning or later, and yet there are managers who will never, ever use their backup catcher uh, for fear of running out of catchers, right? I think that's true, but, you know, the the thing is, is that there's, like, this weird, crazy scenario in which you can imagine, like, the catcher getting injured and the backup catching, catcher getting injured, and then you have, like, Derek Jeter catching for an inning, and you're like, oh, God, what have I done? Uh, you, you know, this is even a more um, costless <laughs> scenario, if that makes any sense. Like, there's, there's no reason to hold the flag, right? Like, the worst possible thing you could do is at the end of six innings have this flag in your back pocket never having been thrown because essentially you've gotten, you, you've wasted a chance for there to be some, you know, chance outcome on a replay review for your guy really to have been safe at second base or your guy really to have been safe at first, right? Yeah, right. I think that's right. I don't know that I, that is right. So yeah, that's right. But I don't, I don't anticipate seeing it that way necessarily in action. Like, I would, I would imagine that it might take many, many, many years before baseball's wider culture appreciates that. Yeah. Like, I imagine, I imagine that Joe Madden will be just a flag throwing fool, and it will be presented as a sort of like, a, you know, this like this quirk, this Belichickian quirk. Uh, instead of just like a thing that everybody should do. It will be seen as radical the first couple of years. I don't even know if Joe Madden will do it, right? Because, so so not only will the the, the media hate you, the umpires are going to hate you, right? I mean, oh, like... that's true, that's true. You know, the, the umpires are going to be pissed. You know, like, oh, God damn it, here comes Joe Madden again. He's a stupid flag. You know, he was clearly out, but this jerk thinks he was safe. Uh, you know, the players are probably all going to hate you. You know what I mean? It's like... You know how annoying would it be if every time you were thrown out at second base, your um, you know your your manager came out of the dugout and was like, no 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 no, we need to get that looked at on video, and you know, I, I think that actually Joe Torre and Tony Larusa and everybody else on this committee is going to hate Joe Madden, right? Because he'll be doing something that doesn't seem quite right, right? Like this was supposed to be the failsafe for you know an umpire making a horrific mistake, and instead Joe Madden is using it as a way to compile hundredths of a run over the course of 162 games. You know what I mean? And so it sort of perverts this this uh, challenge system into this, you know, um, you know, really tiny accumulator. So so long as you throw the flag often enough and you know, with with any amount of certainty, you're gaining a little bit of an advantage. And maybe that advantage over the course of the season is worth, you know, five runs or six runs. But hey, that's $4 million or whatever. So, 
you know, that, that, that's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. So you think that if if a manager were to pursue the optimal strategy here, uh, that it would that it would sort of ruin the the expended replay system that that it would be a, a destabilizing thing that it would it would be applied in a way that was not intended and we would all get sick of it and annoyed um, but because it's unlikely that anyone is going to look at the numbers and throw the flag as often as he should maybe we will bite that bullet and and not have a problem because people will be behaving in a in a counterproductive way yeah you know i think that this system is sort of strange in that i i don't know i tend to think of rules in games like if you make rules for your games, you shouldn't make it so optimal behavior is universally detested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it should not be that the best way to play the game is everyone's least favorite way to watch the game. That doesn't sound like a, a, a great idea if we were to come up with a new way to... If we were to come up with a new rule set, I don't think we would want that. You know, and I don't I don't think we would, we would want to, to design that in. And so... You know, the other thing that's sort of odd about it, and you guys have brought this up before, but it's this strange punishment system where it's like, if the umpires are screwing things up, we should just fix the things the umpires are screwing up. And so it would make a lot of sense probably to just take it out of the manager's hands entirely and just let the the umpires handle it, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't see that one as close as I should have. Maybe let's just look at the video. And, you know, I mean, that's what they're going to be doing from the seventh inning on. I I would think that we should trust them for the first innings, right? Sure, I I would have liked to see that. That was our initial reaction when the the challenge system was announced. But since that ship seems to have sailed, at least for the time being, uh, you did have a suggestion or some suggestions for for how this could be mitigated somehow in the short term. Yeah, you know, I think the easiest suggestion is just to add a cost for frivolous challenges, right? So if it costs you an out when you're wrong, then the threshold will move from being really low to really high, right? So you won't want to be wrong, and so you'll only screw up or, or only challenge when the umpires really screw up, which I think was the point of correcting this system in the first place, right? And, you know, I, I mean, it, it's sort of like a classic signal detection problem in that, you know, if if the threshold for action is really, really, really low, then, you know, you sort of in, in, inspire this sort of weird strategy of just throwing challenge flags all the time. But it, as soon as you add that cost, then, you know, you really change the, the decision criterion. And so, so it, it really changes the way that managers should behave optimally and probably puts it closer in accordance with, you know, the way you intended the rule to be be played out anyway. I would suggest that the cost for a, uh, a um, unsuccessful challenge should be you lose your backup catcher. <laughs> How would you designate that person? Uh, you're not allowed to replace your catcher. You're, you're only allowed to use the catcher in the game from that point on. But what, what if he gets horribly in? Like what if, well, well, I guess you don't have to worry about home plate collisions anymore. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, uh, you're yeah. just designing all the fun out of the game, aren't you? <laughs> that's, 
that's the price you have to pay. You have to play with a, a mangled, concussed catcher for the rest of the game. You know, I feel like the one person who would hate that more than anyone is the home plate umpire. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, can you imagine, like, mangled, concussed guy has to catch the 100-mile-an-hour fastball? Like, he, he doesn't want that. Mm. No. Well, uh, well, I'm sorry, but it's the only way to make this happen. <laughs> well, uh, MLB has has said that this is sort of a work-in-progress system, that they'll sort of see how it goes this season and possibly make changes after that. Uh, so maybe if if Joe Madden does, does become a, a constant uh, compulsive flag thrower, that that's something they'll take into account. Um, so it's not necessarily... Who is necessarily... the player on the raise? <laughs> Uh, is is Sam Fold still around? He's 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 a free agent, right? Oh, that's right? a good guess. Uh, no, yeah. He, yeah, he's not signed yet. But um, well, they could they could sign him. They could re-sign him for that express purpose of being thrown. That would be an interesting wrinkle, wouldn't it? You'd have like a race to the shortest guy in the majors, just so he could be like the guy who gets thrown onto the field. <laughs> you guys are being. I think you guys are being unrealistic. <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, it's an interesting wrinkle to consider. You can uh, you can read Dan's and Russell's article at BP probably uh, today at some point uh, Tuesday, if not certainly Wednesday. I will I will add a link in the Facebook group and in a comment on the blog post at BP, so you can be sure to see it. Uh, would you also like to to bring up the the Saber seminar now? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, so we uh, we just announced the dates for Saber seminar, Saber Metrics, Science for Scouting, and the Science of Baseball. I always screw that up. Um, it's going to be August sixteenth and seventeenth at uh, Boston University in Boston, Mass. It's the uh, weekend that the Astros are at Fenway. So uh, if you've ever wanted to visit Fenway. <laughs> and uh, and and see the Astros. This is your chance. Um, but uh, but you know we bring in a, a bunch of people. Um, you know, talk about baseball, share their experiences. You know, last year we had uh, John Farrell and Brian Bannister and Tom Tippett and Keith Wooler and um, Ben and, Lindbergh. Uh, other great other great people like Ben mm. and. Um, and uh, you know uh, Harry Pelides and, and and others talked about uh, talked about baseball. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's for a good cause. It is for a good cause. It's all for the Jimmy Fund. Sorry, you know these these unplanned <laughs> things. Uh, you know I'm terrible at them. So so yes, we have raised uh, many thousands of dollars to the Jimmy Fund. A hundred percent of uh, every ticket sold goes to the Jimmy Fund. And uh, and and so it's been fantastic the last couple of years. We've had great audience feedback. We had 13 or 14 MLB teams there last year. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. I went last year, my first time last year, and I would recommend that if you if you enjoy this show, you would probably enjoy attending that event uh, because there are a lot of interesting speakers over the course of a, a couple of days in a lot of different disciplines. Uh, so you will probably enjoy attending. Uh, and I guess that's that's all we need to say now. Um, so you can follow Dan on Twitter at Brooks Baseball. Uh, you can 
go to his site, Brooks Baseball, at brooksbaseball.net for tons of interesting pitch FX info that Sam and I use in our articles all the time. And uh, thanks for, for joining us, Dan. No problem. All right. Uh, so you can send us emails at podcast at baseballprospectus.com. We will be back with another show tomorrow. You're on because you promised to bring a topic. <laughs> that is, that's true. I did bring a topic. And because when I came up with the idea of literally holding a guest hostage unless they brought a topic, uh, I looked at my Gmail to see who was online, and you were. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is such an honor. Um, I'd like to thank my parents. Um, for, for, you know, bringing me into the world. And, uh, you should thank Ben's start. parents. You should bring. You should thank, thank Ben's thanks. parents for bringing him into the world. Yeah, that's thank the only reason that Ben's this... parents for bringing him into the world. Yeah, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for Ben's mom. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. Um, you know, we're we're just gonna end that there. <laughs>